Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to another fabulous episode. In fact, episode 116 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. In the event you have never listened before, I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. And in today's episode, we journey to depths unknown to man before. We're going to dive deep into, I don't even know. Something. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, um, as luck would have it, I do know. And it just came to me. Oh, okay. I was... Just really starting to get nervous that that this was going to be the shortest podcast because we we're just going to be like, and peace out. Yeah, no, I've got it. But before we get jump into it, I want to ask you if you've been on the Facebook lately. Um, not really. No. Okay. Have you seen anything at all? Um, any of the videos that are coming into the wild from inside the sphere in Las Vegas? Oh, the, the, um, the YouTube video. Yeah. I mean, the sphere is, you know, I'm, I'm a Rangers guy. So, you know, James Dolan owns the Rangers and owns the sphere or MSG sphere as yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, I was at the DFA at the end of September. Where are you now? Yeah. The sphere actually opened the weekend that I left. Uh, and I believe that, uh, Bono and the boys opened it up with uh, a YouTube a YouTube concert that is all over YouTube. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to see the sphere from the outside, it's amazing. But what I've seen on these videos, the outside ain't got nothing on what's going on on the inside. I mean, it is crazy, some of these videos I'm seeing. It's just amazing. So did you see what it did to ticket prices? It's the concert venue is really what it is. It's a 11 or 8,000 seat concert venue. It's only 8,000 seats. Yeah. Yeah. It's really small. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really, but, but yeah, for a concert venue, it's not like enormous. The building is huge. So the average ticket prior to opening night was like 120 bucks on Ticketmaster. My guess is the decimal point moved. Almost. Within 24 hours, the average ticket price was north of $500. That's crazy. Well, apparently when there's not venues there, you can just go and you can have the sphere experience. It's like 50 bucks to get in there. And it's probably like IMAX on steroids. They do something like that. Did you see the video of it? There's a, so there's like a, there's an uh, AI robots that talk to you through the tour. Oh my. Like, like humanoid robots. And there's a room where it's only like 20 by 20, but there's 1500 speakers and every note that can be heard by a human comes from a different speaker. That's crazy. It is a sound experience. Yeah. I, um, the next time I am in Las Vegas, I am going to the sphere. I don't care what's there. I don't care who's playing. I'm getting inside of that thing and I'm going to experience it live and in person. 
Yes, I'm sticking to that. I don't care what's playing. I don't care who's there. I'm going to experience it live and in person. And I hope I have just not sentenced myself to some musical group that... But look at it. Like like the pictures of YouTube, there was no set production to it. Right. It's just all the sphere. Oh my gosh. If you're a band, all I got to do is tell you what kind of videos I want. I'm, I guarantee they're not... Like the sphere is doing all of it. I just got to show up and bring some equipment. Like, I don't have to worry about all the set prop. It's just plug and play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So you ready to jump in? Wait a second. So we're talking about the MSG sphere. We are. And how it's an experience. It is. And how before the experience, people were like, eh, like 100 bucks for a seat. Sure. And then as soon as videos drop, they're like, 500 bucks for a seat. Yeah. And I'm sure once they start to sell out, that to your point, that decimal point will move and it'll become a thousand bucks a seat. Sure. Is there anything else? That you and I know about, Sam, that could be like that, that, that the value of the experience could be determined, that could change the, the price later on? You're not possibly talking about mutually beneficial relationships between customers and restaurants, are you? I mean, maybe. We're all human beings. We all work on the same kind of brainwave pattern. And if it works at the sphere, it probably works in your little pizza shop, too. It absolutely does. And... You know, that experience is is not around high tech graphics or 1500 speakers. It's around world class service, both speed of service and being nice to people, which doesn't cost anything. The being nice part and exceptional product. You do those two things, you're going to be successful. And we've spent many an episode talking about that. So I want to switch gears. And I just had this whole title and I had this whole description all set. I thought I had, I thought I had something, but it's okay. I could tease episode 117 and we could go down this road. I mean, this is your episode. You're fine, dude. You, you, you want to throw a curveball. I am a single A batter. I am fairly certain I'll miss the curveball. So let's go. So as uh, Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams would say, you've got trouble with the curve. There's an old movie reference from you. Oh, that's not an old movie. I mean, it's Amy Adams, but that's an old movie. Like 15, 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Trouble with the curve. But but we have referenced such older movies than that, that I'm like, that's not that old. It's, it's not that old to us. Continue on. Okay, so here we go. In the last episode, you talked about managing your time, which is, uh, as the kids would say, a trigger for me. Because there's no such thing as time management. You can't manage time. As I'm looking at this Facebook right now, um, I happen to see you know these these teasers of reels, and I'm seeing a guy that you know some people don't care for, but I don't think anybody in their right mind would not say he's been highly successful. And that's a guy that runs a technology company that happens to also build cars, and it's uh, Elon Musk. And the first two lines you see on this reel are. You don't need more time. You need more focus. And when you come to prioritization, which is what I know you like to teach, and task management, which is what I like to repurpose the word time management or the phrase time management for, is we've got to do a better job of managing our tasks. And, you know, we talked about the importance of pre rush prep, we talked about the importance of being ready for the rush. There are certain tasks that are going to get done. When you choose to get them done, I almost said dumb. When you choose to do those tasks will determine 
the outcome for the customer, whether or not it'll be a world-class experience or not. So I want to make sure people understand the importance of task management and the importance of you know, Stephen Covey's principle of putting the big rocks in first. We're getting overwhelmed with pebbles. We're getting overwhelmed with things that are not driving our goals. And these things that we get overwhelmed with are fun. Make no mistake about it. I've spent more than enough time on Facebook looking at stuff that is not driving me towards the end goal. I've spent more than my fair share of time on the couch binge watching currently Suits on Netflix. Really? Suits? Yeah. Have you not Interesting. seen it? Interesting. Okay. Have you, have you seen it? No. Give it a try. So, so listen, dude, they're making faces at me and judging me and you haven't even seen an episode. Watch the trailer. I think you'll like it. I just didn't see you as a Suits guy. Were you a Mad Men guy? Oh, I loved Mad Men. Really? Huh, right. I never got to the end of Mad Men. Uh, it just kind of fizzled out. Much like many shows, I think they jumped the shark. It was really good, and then it just maybe stayed beyond its prime. But Suits, uh, I think we're in season two or three, Cindy and I, and, and we like it. But anyway, we've got to have goals, and we've got to understand that every decision we make either puts us closer to or farther from our goals. So if your goal is to run a 16 ADT, what are you doing with every single minute that you're on the clock to accomplish that goal? If your goal is an 18 minute ADT, a heck a 25 minute ADT, I don't care what your goal is. My point is everything you're doing while in the pizza store is going to determine whether or not you accomplish, crush, or miss that goal. You know, you talk about all the time you go into a store and people will say, oh man, I'm so sorry you're here and it's not busy. And then you look at sales and it's, it's been crazy busy. I, I can't remember a time where I was in the circle of operations in a role where I actually had to have an apron on and be part of the production team where people didn't say, it seems like the night is going much smoother because we're constantly looking to get things done when there's no pizzas to make. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to manage our tasks because we can't manage our time. I don't want to add on to what you're saying. I don't want to change gears. I want to take umbrage at what you said. Whoa, hang on a second. I've got to get my crack staff of researches on umbrage because I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I will in just a matter of moments because Google is amazing. Oh, guess what the first thing comes up with when you... Google Umbridge. What would that be? Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she was named for that. Yeah, yeah. She was? Yeah, all the names in Harry Potter have specific meanings. I've gotten to a place where I don't necessarily like goals. Because in your average store with your average leader, we're going to have too many goals. Agreed. Totally agree. I'm not going to know <clears throat> which one is going to trigger my boss tomorrow. Correct. I've gotten to a place where I try and talk rankings that, hey, you know what, CSAT and EBITDA. Like, are your customers happy? Is your business profitable? Like, those are the two ranks. Those are the two things that matter. And everything else under that is a guideline. It's a lever to pull. Yep. Is my, is my customer not as happy as they should be? Great. What can I do to improve that? I can make better product. I can deliver it faster. I can 
Yes. Hire better team members. I can train better team members, whatever. Am I not making enough money? What can I do? I can become more efficient. I can raise prices. I can change my discounting, right? I sure. can, I have, I have levers to pull. So as opposed to goals, I am, I'm am more like guardrails because if I keep it, keep it simple, this is a really, it's not a complex business. It's not brain surgery. We're not putting somebody on Mars like that Elon Musk guy. Like it's literally just get a pizza out the door. So it should be fairly simple and we make it extraordinarily complex. So make it simple, right? Right. This is the big goal. We want to improve today. We want to improve customer service and, and we want it. We're going to measure it by the CSAT. So what's one of the levers we can move today that we can do something about. And then this gets us into the processes and the tasks we need to do to make work small, to keep those conversations that we talked about in the previous episode right there in the forefront because instead of focusing on 65 things no i'm not going to keep everybody 12 hours later no i'm not just going to throw as much product on as i want i still have to abide by those rules but that's not what we're going to really talk about today unless you're so far outside the rails that i've got to stop we're going to talk about today is is whatever reducing the load time is is getting the driver out the door right like picking the one thing i think we've done the infinite game i think we did the infinite game way way in the beginning Um, way way in the beginning and it's part of my better visits today class where i talk about the infinite game and the number of light bulbs that go off because so many franchises rank their teams and whoever's last is going to be last and sometimes it's not a matter of who the leader is. It's a matter that the store needs to be re- relocated. The store needs to be split. Like, like there's things outside that person's control, but we're going to rank them and have them last, which means that the, if they want to win, they're not going to put effort to that ranking. Right. But that ranking is important because you're ranking on it. So instead of ranking that way, I always want to rank improvement. And this way, everybody has a chance to win every day. Okay. You're not going to. But you might. And, and the reason if you do or don't do not has nothing to do with your surroundings, has nothing to do with the store down the street. It has everything to do with you. If all I'm trying to rank on is the improvement from yesterday, from last week or last year, that's all I'm measuring. I'll get to the goal. But the goal's just just that far off guide rail. Like I'm on, I'm on I-75 South. That's all it is. Does that make sense? I had a potential client. They didn't end up being clients, but uh, in the conversations at start, I just ask how many goals do you have? And then what are they? Cause I want to know what's important to them. And, um, we got to 19. Yeah. You know, we've always said what gets measured gets done. And then I think you and I both agree that if you're measuring too much, nothing gets done. The more goals does not mean the more effective. It means the less effective. Cause I don't know what you're going to talk to me about. And, and if you have 20 goals and I have an hour, I can only give three minutes a goal. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it is important to have goals, but like you said, I think you've got to have a small number of goals, one or two, something that they can accomplish, something that they can focus on, something that they can get done. And I love, you know, you and I have agreed many times that CSAT, NPS, those are great goals to have, even though they're not no longer going to be measurements at Domino's Pizza, they're going to something else something around that metric. What does your customer think about you? That should drive every decision you make. I'm a big believer in your customers should be driving your, your way of business. Friend of the show, Ryan Swanson, who does the Linkasaurus stuff. 
He's huge on Google reviews. Doesn't matter how you measure. You've got to measure what your customers think of you because otherwise you're not doing the things that make the customers think of you. Having a customer focused metric, and I don't mean EADT and I don't mean 100% product. I mean an actual customer focused metric and then EBITDA kind of tie it all up. Like everything else underneath that is just a lever to pull to make one of those two things better. And, and today's goal, again, see how I'm phrasing it. Today's goal is that we're going to improve our labor, improve our food, improve our cash shortage, whatever, who cares? But if I make work small, everybody can get on board with what we're doing today. I can refine the process. I can make sure everybody understands the process. I can lock in the thing we're doing so I can make some improvement and I can grow on that later. Otherwise, I'm just running around like a chicken with their head cut off, wondering what my boss is going to yell at me about on the Monday call. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what this episode is about, Sam. This is the most just like you and I have had tangent episodes before, like the last episode where we occasionally just, you know, we just want to just say whatever's on top of our head. But this is actually a a meandering conversation. Like we're on a lazy river conversation here because we're just kind of consciousness of thought, but just. It's just one of those things that the last couple episodes, as we talked through role clarity, getting into goals kind of makes sense because these stores have to be process based. Yes. I was actually on with uh, Patrick Claffey, who may or may not someday be a guest on this this podcast. I was uh, Patrick's uh, the director for um, Carpe Diem Pizza, the killer organization out in Seattle. And he was saying something about opening and closing. I had just gotten a better shifts today class done there now a month or so ago. And I said, Patrick, if you have 7,000 stores, you have 9,000 different ways to open. At least, maybe more. And at some point, there has to be a moment of, of inflection of half of those probably aren't good ways to do it. Probably more. Like you and I know we have clients who, who are operationally so sound, it's crazy that when they call us and they're like, we need help. We're like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, I'm glad you think you do. You are light years ahead. We'll help you push further, right? But man, in your own organization, why? So the trainer in me, I want all the same processes because I can train to the process and then I can develop an actual training system and I can, I can know where people are. I can measure it more effectively. I can coach to the gap. If everybody's doing their own thing, I can't train to it. I can't track training because Sam's not ready yet because Sam doesn't know Drew's way. Well, Drew's way isn't as good as Cindy's way. Like, I know it's a really roundabout long way of saying like, like lock in all of these little things. Because if you can lock in all of these little things, you can do all of the bigger, cooler things later. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, you know, when we make work small and we have smaller targets as leaders, it also gives us the opportunity not to hone in on the one goal out of 19 they missed and beat that dead horse. It gives us the ability to say you had one goal, you accomplished it. Congratulations. Here's the next. And I guess instead of goal, I should say you had one lever to pull and you pulled it, which helped us go against uh, our, our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal, which should be, you know, amazing customer service. So I think we did fall into something here that's good. Decide what levers you're going to pull today on this shift to get you closer towards hitting your big, hairy, audacious goal. And 
you know, our, our lever we're going to pull tonight is we're going to have all our PRP done so that we can get closer to our load time goal or our levers are going to be, we're going to have all our PRP done and we're going to get the pizzas in as quickly as we possibly can to get us closer to our ADT goal. We're going to pull these levers. I like this, pull the levers. Hey, uh, I'm guessing this is going through your head right now, but I think that's the name of the episode. Pull the levers. I have naming rights, Sam, and, and I'm going to maybe do that. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm just throwing out uh, an idea for, for, for you, the king of naming. I appreciate the feedback. I'll hail the king. Um, maybe me, the minion, can just get a thought in there. But yeah, I, I like that a lot. Well, let, let's pull some levers. Let's, let's figure out what it is we're really trying to accomplish, where our opportunities and gaps are, put our levers on those opportunities and gaps, and, and you know, pull them tonight and make sure we're getting towards where we want to be. You know, this helps with one more thing I just do, where if you come in and you're like, Hey, I know I haven't mentioned this in the last six weeks, but your bathroom's not clean or you didn't check your temp log in the last three days. Like whatever, whatever that one more thing is, this stops it because you have two things that matter. And then you have the levers underneath that make those things go. It makes it easier that your team doesn't have to worry about what you're going to come in and talk about because you're only going to talk about these two things. Your team can then say, this is what we're doing make an impact in those two things. Yeah, I like it a lot. Cool. All right, gang. I have no idea how to wrap this up other than keep work small, pull the levers, keep your goals to a manageable amount so that you can actually get something done towards them. Can I add to that? I was just about to say, Drew, jump in there with any other wrap it up stuff. So yes, you may. Do you talk about hitting a metric or do you talk about why that metric matters? Mm. That's the difference in this entire conversation. Because if I talk about why the metric matters, then the team will understand what to do when I'm not around. And if I talk about just the metric, then the team will go back going, I can't do it. I don't know how. And, and it creates a gap. So talk about why the metric matters to help with that whole will versus skill component. Yeah, I like that. You kind of went all Simon Sinek on us again, which is where I, oh no, I started with Elon Musk. Simon Sinek, you, you, first you got to know your why. That's good stuff. It's, it's like these books that we've been reading are helping us explain things and, and come up with things. I love every book we read and I hate every book we read because it makes me go back and redo half of my content. Which is not a bad thing, right? No, my gosh, not at all. Not at all. Evolution is a beautiful thing. Adapt or die, brother. You know, Cindy and I were talking last night about what we would do if we could go back in time and what we would tell ourselves. And I think the biggest thing I would love to go back and tell 18-year-old Sam as he's on the beginning of his career path is you're not the smartest guy in the room. That doesn't mean you're the dumbest guy in the room. But be open. And continue to learn and you will become much more successful quicker if you never, ever learn or if you never, ever lose that fire to learn. I mean, I think I've learned more in the last 10 years than I did in the previous 48. I, I really do. And it's 
It's, I think it's because I'm more excited about learning now. I find that the more I learn, the less I know. The joy of wisdom, right? Uh, it, it is. You can, you can be born with innate intelligence, but wisdom comes from, uh, what was it? The, the, the whole, um, um, every kid sticks their finger in an outlet at some point. Yes. And then every kid figures out not to. Yes. Like, like wisdom, wisdom comes from just trying and practicing. And, and that's why that whole thing of, can I go back in time and tell myself something? It's, it's the wisdom piece. Yes. Well, no kidding. 20 year old Sam and 20 year old Drew had so little wisdom. I, I can't speak for you. I know my wisdom bucket was really empty, <laughs> really empty. And I thought it was so full. Cause you're immortal when you're 18, 20, 22, you're bulletproof. 30, 40, 45. <laughs> There were times at corporate where I had to stop and go, okay, wait, I am not, I am not the smartest person in the room. And if I'm the dumbest, that's cool. I, I'm okay with that. I just need to, to know where my place is in the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good there times. were times like that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, this adventure or path that I like to call it is, uh, is very interesting. You know, my grandfather used to say kids have to choose what they want to do when they have the least amount of knowledge. What do you want to major in in college? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it, it's crazy the way this thing works. All right, cool. Gang, you've been listening. Wait, wait, wait. Right now, I am the smartest person in the room. Do you know why? Because there's no one else in your house? Because there's no one else in my house. That's right. Is the cat not there? Why you got to be that way? I was channeling my inner, I was channeling my inner Drew. I was totally setting you up for that. Like I pitched that softball so hard from so far back. <laughs> like that was some slow pitch. I arc. like you yeah. had a half hour to tee that thing up and just felt that. Good job. That, that was awesome. Thank you so much. In the event that you are not the smartest person in the room or that you are questioning whether your cat may be the smartest person in the room, please like us, follow us, subscribe. Enjoy the time you spend with Drew and Sam. As you're driving in your car, as you're setting up your store, as you're listening with your ear pods in, feel free to tell your friends why you listen to us. Buy billboards, fly the banner on that plane, share us. Because when you share us, your friends and your peers listen. When we share it, they think, why are these guys in my feed? This has been another fabulous episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I am Sam with Foster Consulting. Gang, go out there and sell more pizza. And have more fun.